This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation, welcome back to PTBN's NBA Team Podcast. We are getting into the nitty-gritty of the 23-24 NBA season. We're previewing all the teams. We're getting to the good ones now. I'm joined by Adam Murray. This is Andrew Reich. Hi, Adam Murray. Say hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I like I like inverted you. it. I was like, hey, Adam Murray, I am like I introduced you before I introduced myself. You know, we, we've only been doing this for, I believe, 10 seasons now. This is, I believe, the fifth or sixth part. No, this is group five, group five of six. So, yeah. I, yeah. But you listen, know. we 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 ch- we know how to do this. You know, we've been, we've been through the rigors of it all and we're still we're thriving We're a two man team. I know another two man team that did pretty well. If you want, if, unless you want to just kind of talk about the general grouping of them. Yes, this group is the official Save the Last Dance. This is a, the team whose windows are shutting after this year for kind of one way or another. The we'll just put this: this group has people who are very older. They are very... all. They are all in. Like there is no way out. There's no easy way out, saying the guy in Rocky Four. It, it's <laughs> like so they're gonna have hell in a cell, and yeah, then they're like, gonna I'm be using all. A, in, yeah, they are about every to wrestling. They're about to meet their judgment day. Because <laughs> this season, it's good. It's gonna be one big Survivor Series to make it to the playoffs. I, I think. I think the truth is, uh, outside of one team, possibly. These are teams that really can't like next year. They're going to be right here again. Are they? Yes. We're going to, we'll, we'll see about that, but they will not be this team because this is as congregated. Yes. We've had two groups below them who are chomping at the bit to move up knowing. But what I'm trying to say, Adam, is even if the change, the makeup of the team changes, they're in too deep. Like you got, like these are teams that are going to be predicted to make like right up to 50 wins, 50 win mark. I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say the nuggets won 53 games. And I'm pretty sure the warriors in 2022, when they won the title, won 50 games at this point, you're a championship contending team. You're not like, Oh, maybe you might make the conference. No, this is the new normal in the NBA. Nobody wins 60 games anymore. There's no dominant teams anymore. So if you're a 50 win team, which is what this vicinity is in terms of over unders, you could win an NBA championship. We might be talking about a championship. But we're just talking about the West. The West is because everybody was so, yeah, you mentioned Denver had 53 wins, but the Lakers had 43. Yes. They were a seven seed and they were in the play-in. So they were in a play-in at 43 wins. Adam, I remember years where a losing record got you an eight seed. We, I remember years where San Antonio made the 10 seems like these guys are god awful. How do they? This playing thing is garbage, with the exception of one team. Okay, this you know, it's just called it's called Save the Last Dance because well, well, who do you want to start with? I don't want to get ahead. Well, let's of start with well, let's start with Julius Styles. No, let's start with the LA Lakers. Um, another okay. awesome. Another awesome two-man group. You know, I'm just gonna say it straight up because we talked about happened like, to Julia Styles. She um she doesn't act as much. She stopped. 
you know, she had done some. Did she things. just go? She just have kids and go? Yeah, and I, I guess she wanna... just wanted to live a normal life. You know, I like Julia Stiles. Ten things I hate about you is like classic now. It's like a modern classic today. I don't have a lot of things to hate about the Lakers. In fact, this is what I'm going to say. I didn't dislike anything they did in the offseason. We'll talk about it, but I'm pretty much all roses about how LA did in the offseason on top of the big trade deadline deal that they swung that sort of changed their fortunes. As, as we mentioned with the Save the Last Dance, because this is LeBron's most likely last year, if not in the NBA. Next year, I think 24-25 is it. I think that'll be because he wanted to. I want to play one season with my son. Yes, but you're not going to be on the fifty million dollar deal. The Lakers will probably move on for you, or they're signing just to a one year. His time. He has been at such a level for his entire career. That's been nobody's ever come close. You could say, you know, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, but his career tanked miserably in Washington. Kobe. Fell to a just was just a shell of himself at the end after you know the knees just gave out. I don't think LeBron James is on that trajectory. I really don't. But you know, at some point, the wheels don't fall off for LeBron James. They just wear down. That's all they do. But every deal they made is a complete unLakers like move. It used to be we need to find the biggest star. We need to. That is not what. Yeah, when we they are got star Carmelo chasing, Anthony and they got who was uh, Russell Westbrook in the from the Wizards. That is not what they did. Like five they, years they ago, smart it, moves. I'm just gonna five say. years ago would be we need to get Harden. We need to, or even two years ago we need to get Harden. We need to get Lillard. I think after the Russell Westbrook thing and how it just turned completely sour. Mm-hmm. That the fact that they were able to bounce back from that, D'Angelo well, Russell, they were, they were struggling for a good portion of the regular season. Darvin Ham was coaching them. It wasn't all because of Russell Westbrook. It was just they just got off to a rotten start. Then they started really kind of picking it up. A lot of the obsession early on in the season for the Lakers was LeBron James chasing the um, all-time scoring champion uh, record to pass up. Um, who was it he passed up? Kareem. It was Kareem. Okay. Yeah. And he, and he did that around February. Then they, then the deal happened where they were able to get multiple things done. They got Jared Vanderbilt. They got D'Angelo Russell, who actually helped them in the playoffs a little bit at guard. They were able to unload Westbrook. So they didn't have to play him as the sixth man. They got Rui Hachimura and they, they just turned it on and they had a healthy LeBron and a healthy, this is key, Anthony Davis for an entire playoff run. And they were able to beat the Grizzlies beat the Warriors, but then they got swept by the Nuggets. Yeah, they, they ran a team and just, um, mm-hmm. to be fair, Denver ran through everybody. Denver really? was the best team. Denver was one of the best postseason teams in the last 10 years. So what can you really do if you just throw a buzzsaw? But the players you lost, Malik Beasley. Okay, you got him to... Yeah, they declined his team option. It made sense. They're in the tax. Dennis Schroeder you... was your desperation. We need a point backup point guard. Mo Bamba. Eh, we'll take a flyer on him. Didn't work out. You bring in Jackson Hayes to be the Mo Bamba. They lost Cam, Lonnie Walker. Cam Reddish is their Lonnie Walker slash Malik Monk. Let's just get somebody real cheap and try to a, a first-round And they even pick had him. a first-round pick, and they picked Jalen hood Scafino. Who you like. Yeah, and he came from Indiana. He's a two-guard. He's good. You pick up Gabe Vincent. Solid backup point guard to I think challenge. The, I think he'll be the starting point guard. The rumor is, like, wow, D'Angelo Russell's, his numbers, he got paid just so he could be part of a trade. Probably. His numbers are, like, extremely 
convenient. Yeah. And and they had a convenient thing also with Vanderbilt being on very small money because of a deal he had signed long ago. They're, if they want to pay up for him, they're going to have to do it in 24. They already did that for Hachimura and for Austin Reeves. There was some fear before free agency started that Austin Reeves would get priced out. Didn't happen. They were able to keep him in the fold. So just a very nice, balanced team. They play good defense when, when they got it's Davis. It's also how mm-hmm. everyone very like, much. why isn't San Antonio going out for giving this crazy $100 million deal to Austin Reeves? Yeah. Nobody offers him a deal. Lakers get him super cheap, and everyone's like, oh, no, this kid is going to be a steal now as he's playing for Team USA. Everyone's like, oh, no, he's one of the breakout guys, and eh, oops. why you, let- think, you think Anthony Davis is the most important player on this team? Of course, because if he goes down. 26 points, 12 and a half rebounds, two blocks. Jackson Hayes ain't getting those numbers. You can't move Hachimura, play a small five. Do you want to hear a crazy factoid from last year? Anthony Davis played one more game than LeBron James did. 56 versus 55. Wow. Is, that, is just, the, I, that just blew my mind. <laughs> it was the first year where he didn't go down just staring at a staring at a wall or getting a towel passed to him. So. Yeah, I mean, he's an amazing player. I mean, you know, I'm a Pelicans fan. I'm still a little sour about how that all went down. But, like, he's a fantastic player. He's one of the you NBA You can't 75. be sour because you got. Well, you know why I'm not sour? <laughs> The, the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> I st- we still got those picks. Don't forget. <laughs> but you got fairly compensated for him. Yeah. You got Brandon Ingram, who mm-hmm. you love. Yep. So I'm, oh, this isn't the Pelicans team. Preview. <laughs> this is the Lakers. The thing for the Lakers is that they were 43 and 39. Like you said, the over under Vegas thinks the way we're thinking 48 and a half. That's high. I'll go under that. But they're going to be a good team. They're going to be about as good as they were this year. Like, this past, go. like the past month. The problem is you have all these groups are now getting super high. You mentioned that They're the clumpy. highest. Yeah, yeah. The highest team in the West had 53. So and with this group, you're already looking at a four seed because you have Denver and you have Phoenix and you have mm-hmm. Golden State ahead State. of you. Mm-hmm. So you're already. It's tough. A, yeah, you're at a four seed. So uh, I'm going to I don't like it, but I'm going to side with you and go under. Okay. We are very much positive about what they're going to look like talking about the Lakers. Like a lot of times when we previewed them, we're like, I don't know about this. This time it's like, no, I think they got this one figured out. I think they're going to be okay. You know, I don't think there's going to be a sour. You know what? I'm just going to go over. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to flip because I like them. I can't say. This is my my sneaky pick of we're going to give LeBron a I, a I just ring. think getting Austin Reeves on little money so that they didn't have to break their tax bank was big. That was very big. All yeah. right. Fair enough. But, Moving um, on. Yep. The team that they beat in the playoffs um, and, and, and they were the defending champions before they got knocked out by the Lakers and AD and LeBron, the Golden State Warriors. You know, here's the Last thing. Dance. Last yeah, dance. it is. I don't. It, you're it, like, no, it isn't. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, we need to fire up those. Uh, we need to fire up those directing crews so we can get <laughs> the docu series going. Now, some people would say, "Well, what do you mean? Like they got Steph Curry on Supermax? They just re-signed Draymond Green uh, to a four-year, I think, eighty million, ninety million dollar deal or whatever." You know, they they add Chris Paul. They're they're giving it another shot. I'm like, they are for one more year because Clay Thompson's on $43 million. He will absolutely not get that when his contract's up next summer. Traymond Green is a tradable contract for sure. Andrew Wiggins is there. Chris Paul can be cut after this season. 
they can completely blow it up outside of Wiggins and Curry after this. This team is old. Well, with the tax and everything, they can't keep Clay Thompson. They are the most expensive team in NBA history. They're going to be on the borderline. So there's of no way they can offer Clay another max. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's to stop Utah from saying, oh, yeah, we'll totally do that. Mm-hmm. Or any, you know, one of these up and coming teams who have money. Draymond, you can't trade anymore. Because they, it, they could probably pull it off once we get to the 2025 no. when the cap goes way high. And no, they can't. Tra- I mean, this this coming year. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. I'm talking about later. It was you had Jordan Poole, who was the the signal for, oh, I see you got clay. And then all of a sudden Poole's money kicks in. You play, OK, we can you basically move on. Flip that contract for one year. Chris Paul. Yeah, you, you flip it for Chris Paul, but you chose Draymond over Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was a knucklehead. But he also could score. Say what you want about his defense. Say what you want about everything. Steve Kerr has not had a history of working well with any young player no, ever. No, no. I'm not. shocked Moses Moody is still there, to be quite honest. That's what everybody has said. Kaminga, we, we like him. He looks good. Then just after his rookie season. Yeah, the, he's, rumor yeah. is that, the rumor is that Kaminga and Draymond don't see eye to eye because Kaminga was tight with Poole. And they had that incident. Everybody knows about it, but I'll just reiterate it, that Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in the face and it was caught. And it team. was the young guys versus the old guys. Moody yes. and Wiseman were both on Poole's side. And right. we, you know, he has a history of being unable to develop young people. Mm-hmm. And so, so they add things like Brandon Pajemski, but they've had first rounders like Moses Moody, where they didn't do anything with them. Trace Jackson Davis. Then you get a couple veterans, Corey Joseph as a point guard and Dario Saric as a big man. So they have to, this is the year they're going all in. Where does Chris Paul fit? I don't know because Chris he's Paul's slow like, and this is not a slow team. I don't. He said he doesn't want to come off the bench. So he has to be point guard. So Steph is now no longer your point guard. Can I be honest? The ball. My honest opinion is what they're going to what Steve Kerr is going to try to run is that Curry, you know, he played 56 games. He very rarely plays more than 60 games. He but he's in. I mean, he's going to be 35 years old. He also averaged 29 points, six rebounds and six assists. He was one of the best three point shooters in the league still. And he also had a 50 point game in a game seven in the playoffs. This guy is a beast like he's he's the goat that you always heard about. He's still that guy. Clay Thompson, not so much. But back to that point about Kerr. What I think he's going to do with Paul, Curry does get hurt a lot. So he has his nicks and knacks. When Curry's out, which will be for 20 of the 80 or 30 of the 80 games, Paul comes in and he's going to help groom the depth behind him. That's what I think is going to happen. He's going to It'll a, work, a bunch of lobs to Kevon Looney. Chris Paul has fallen apart every playoff season. So once you get to the, the playoff games and you're now that three or four seed in that fifth seed of a hungry Memphis, a hungry Minnesota or Dallas, it's not as easy as years past where you could float through the first two rounds. No, the Celtics so, did this with Doc Rivers. They like played that game. Where it's like, okay, we went for it with having a great record, but we pushed our veterans too far. Now let's dial it back in the regular season, do more load management, and maybe we can steal some road games in the playoffs. And if we can do that, not having home court won't be as important. They played that 
the Warriors played that a little too close with where they did have home court against the Lakers, but they were basically, it was a six seed, I believe, versus a seven seed. They were actually not that far apart in terms of quality of play. I think they're going to try to really go for it where they really push for a good record so that they can at least give themselves home court for at least the first two rounds. They were 44 and 38. The over-under is 49 and a half. So Vegas is thinking the same thing. They're going to make a push. I'll go under just because I just don't think they're a 50-win team. Oh, I thought you were going to go over. No, yeah, I but I think – well, that's what I'm saying. 50 is hard to get to now. It's the new, It's the new like, barrier. I'm going to say under as well because the last two weeks of the year used to be a phone-it-in, but in the West, I think they're going to be now playing super hard, so the West has a much tougher route with teams. Oh, they're going to have are... to push. Look, Paul's going to have to – like, he's going to have to do what he did with the Thunder. You know, that one year he played where he really pushes, not an all-star level. I don't think he can do that anymore. But he's going to have to really, like, put in concerted effort. He can't loaf it. If he loafs it, they're going to unload him in February. You know, right. let me ask Let me ask you one thing. Is this the last year that Clay Thompson plays as a Golden State Warrior? Yes. I'll say no because they'll get him to sign for less. I think I, it'll, be I a, think... it'll be a very tough negotiation. It will dwindle into the summer, but I think Clay will stay for less. I think given between Clay saying I'll take 20 and then you have Utah or San Antonio who just says, yeah, we'll give you, you know, three, one fifty Cause we have the money. Yeah. He'll be like, Oh yeah, I'm taking the cash. Yeah. But one way or another, like, can they win the title for sure? They did in 22 with a similar roster. Will they, the odds are against them because they're older, but you still got Steph Curry, Philadelphia 76ers. They have Joel Embiid. I think they have James Harden. <laughs> they have a mess and they have every, you know, I've been saying this for so many years, how the process did not work. And mm-hmm. Harden has that. been completely because you look at all the things they missed out and you yeah, have look at how look at what they flipped the, the assets into. That's what I say. What do they what do they flip it into? You look at this. They is what... got to the they, they got on the borderline of the conference finals three or four times. And I know some teams say, oh, well, that's the point. You know, they, they should be going further than that. Yeah. you. I mean, we said this, Adam, when we did the playoff review, when the Celtics played the Sixers, we knew it. We said this is going to be tough. One of these is good. This is going to be survival. Like these teams are really, really good. And it just turned out the Celtics has had a little bit more. Then and Harden fell apart yet again. Harden fell apart, even though he had some great games in that series, by the way. He just couldn't – he he can't close. He can't close his playoffs. So everything that came came to an end of Maury fell in love with Harden, kept – always was in love with him. And then you can – Harden is angry, but you can see his side. Oh, yeah, I'll take less so you can get P.J. Tucker. Then you're yes. going to max me. Well, then I'm – well, we're, I don't really want to max – Ah. I'm angry. I want to get traded. You you know you've done this. Adam, who knows what the truth is? Where Because the, the story is that, like you said, Harden was basically told by Maury, if you opt in, I'll trade you. And he turned on him and said he went, I don't know, man. I think at the end of the day, James Harden was playing the same playbook that Kyrie Irving did in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving opted into his last year, and he said to himself, okay, I'm going to poison the well to try to get myself traded in any way, shape, and form in the offseason. If it doesn't work then I'll just make my life miserable for everybody. And then if I get to a point of no return where I have to play, I'll play really well for the Sixers for one to two months and convince everybody I'm still good so I can get traded 
in February. So a lot of it is to be continued because well, Lord knows if Hart's going to be it. on the team in April. You know, all of these ESPN 30 for 30s and all the Netflix documentary series of this team and, and Harden will come out. It, it's becoming kind of obvious that Harden's camp was the only one who kept floating about the Houston return. Houston's in love. Them. I, it was I it was all bullshit. It was all James Harden camp. And then Houston gets Emi Adoka, who's like, oh, hell no, I don't want him. Forget it. And then all that leverage of, well, I'm going to go to Houston. And Houston's like, oh, no, we got Van Fleet and we got Dylan Brooks for your money. Yeah. You're, there's no offer and, for you. And I don't want to keep harping on hard because we got other people we can talk about with the Sixers. But I will say this. I thought the I thought the comments he made about Maury in China were pretty low. I thought that was pretty low. Some people would say, well, GMs are they, they backstab you. Sometimes they do do malicious things. I'm like, yeah, but Harden said that in China for a reason. NBA players aren't stupid. They no. know they don't like costing themselves money. And Harden knows he cost himself. He ha- yeah. he cost himself not only what he believed was a max deal. He should have just opted out and signed, resigned. He just should have done it. And he made a mistake. And now he's basically saying, well, I can't admit that I made this horrible contractual mistake. So I'm going to blame my GM and I'm going to throw him under the bus. Oh yeah. I'm going to trade you. Well, I don't, there's no market for you and nobody wants you. And we've seen what he did with Ben Simmons and just, okay, I'll sit and just not play you. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I will wait for this deal. They've been through this. They've been through this. So, so like, but can, can you band-aid it with a uh, like? Say for example, Hard refuses to show up the camp. Let's just say he tries to do more drama. Drama. Can you do it a band-aid with like Tyrese Maxey and Anthony Melton? Sure. No. I no, mean, you, you can. Can't. Like on paper, you can. Because after every game, it's always going to be about James Harden, and he's going to be that distraction every time. The same thing last year when Emi Adoka got fired in Boston. That was why the Celtics were so quickly to be like, okay, you know what? We've just, he's not suspended. He's released. Missoula's our new coach. I think the worst part of the Harden thing is that it's hanging up the, the extension that Maxi's probably should be getting in the neighborhood of like 30 to something million. If the moment he signs that extension, you know, Harden's gone. That's what it's going to be. And then he got one more year Tobias Harris on a contract that never should have been signed in 2019. So nobody, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's solid. Tobias Harris over me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you have Jimmy Butler still angry about that, and yeah, I mean, everyone's angry. I mean, the Sixers are angry. About Jay it. Tucker is eighty-two years old and still uh, yeah, out he's there. Gonna, so he, it's just the so media, like this. Full, he signed the very rare full three-year mid-level, or yeah, I think three, where he got like thirty-three million and a player option. He was good for them when he would start uh, for you know intangibles like defense, but. In terms, what what they noticed is that when he was out there offensively uh, against the Celtics, he was like a black hole. They couldn't keep him out there because the Celtics would just run good offensive lineups on him. And that's why this is the last dance, because you have the media starting to pounce going up. Embiid's going to want out now. Embiid wants out now. Embiid wants out now. So when are you going to leave? When are you going to leave? And it just gets very annoying of, well, you want to go to New York now. You got to go to New York has all these things. Oh, you should go to Miami. And it it just becomes a complete distraction. And then a little bit of bad luck in the offseason. They re-sign Montrezl Harrell right after that. He tears his Achilles. Paul Reed, who they really like. Montrezl hadn't done anything for him. Paul Reed gets a poison pill offer sheet from the Jazz, and they were forced to match it. Because you need a big man to back up Joel Embiid, and you didn't have one. 
God, that's bad luck. <laughs> so so now you're in the tax even more if you're a playoff team because the condition on Reed's offer sheet is that if they go if they if they go to the second round, his salary balloons like by seven million or something like that. I think the thing I liked the most, even though it sounds negative, was getting rid of Doc Rivers, you know, and bringing in Nick Nurse. I thought that was a good move. That's the the last move. The GM is not going to fire himself. Yeah, the but GM Doc already... was gone. Doc was cooked, dude. He was he couldn't do it. And then with the Bill Simmons interview, he was kind of like, oh, yeah, Harden. Did you see he's on the he's going to be on the news? So um, I know this is like besides the point. Who cares? Um, But Jeff Van Gundy and uh, Mark Jackson are out on the on the ABC team. And now they're bringing in um, Doc Rivers and Doris Burke. I Reddick. The that's just it, it's a shame what ESPN has done. Yeah, they cut to... a lot of people over the offseason. You talk about making cuts. <laughs> no no NBA team cut more people than ESPN did. But, and um, everyone just said, well, nobody cares because everyone, in the end, you're going to watch the game. You don't tune in. The only person I think I've ever tuned in for, like a pregame, is the the inside the NBA to watch Chuck. And, Ernie, John, Ernie and Chuck and, yep, and Kenny. Those Jack. guys are something that it's entertaining. But the ESPN pregame thing, even, you know, when was because. Jim, because like they, when, because because the inside the NBA guys, they can have an entire hour of it where they don't talk really about basketball, and I'll watch it and laugh. That's why, know? because they're they're just fun. To, but the ESPN coverage is just like I don't care if I watch it or don't. I'm a big and, Pat McAfee fan. I'm a big Pat McAfee fan. Now, should it be ES Pat McAfee? No, but that's what it's going to be. Well, that's how the business goes. You pay a ton of money to get him. Like that's what CNN is going to do with Charles Barkley. That's what Fox is. Or ESPN is going to do with Stephen A. Smith. It's going to be theirs. It's all theirs. You know, that's just how it is. So um, <laughs> what do we have for their over under? They are 49 and a half. 49 and a half. They won 54 games. I will safely go over because MB- Embiid was the MVP. You know, we we talk about them. Um, I mean, you, t- you have to talk about one of the best players in the league all the time on your shows. But like 33 points, won the scoring title, I believe. 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Some people would say Jokic should have gotten a third one in a row. I was okay with Embiid winning it. Yes, there are those talks of like, oh, maybe he might be unhappy if they move hard, and that means that they're not trying to win. They'll want to get traded. Nick Nurse is going to run the wheels off of him because he only played the starters in Toronto. They're going to make it work. They're going to make it work where Embiid gets what he wants, and he's going to be great. He's Joel Embiid. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Because you say under if Harden and doesn't half? play and Harden is a distraction, who is going to take Harden's points? You think Maxie's all of a sudden going to become this 25 and Ma- Maxie was 20 already? I mean, I think he can do it. I, I think he can do you, it. I think I'm just. I don't player. think he can become this. He'd have to kind of be essentially an MIP candidate if he takes Harden's numbers. Because if fully expecting Harden to pout his way out of the line, well, Harden was a great assist guy. He really was. You know, he averaged 10.7 assists, which it's almost like John Moran in Memphis with James Harden in the lineup. They're better. So he does have a little bit of leverage and talking about Harden. He knows that without him, they're worse. So Philly does know that they have to conflate Harden just a bit to figure it out. If they can swing Tobias Harris out of there in February, now we're talking. Now we got a team that might be able to do something depending on what they get in return. But I, I still like the Sixers. You might be a little, I think you sound a little more sour on them than, than me. You want to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yes, the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> have 
kind of a lot of additions a lot of additions i was shocked at how much cap space they use because they did it due to the fact that you know mitchell's got veteran supermax coming up but it's not there yet and evan mobley's not due for his rookie max for another year or two so they were able to just add and resign they resigned Karis levert they bring in max Struess on pretty big money uh george niang then they added in ty jerome just as insurance to shoot threes it's they looked good, terrible in the playoffs. They did. They, I they agree. They completely lost. And yeah. they said, we need to address our problem, which we had said. It was their wing position. Evan Mobley have, looked completely overwhelmed by Mitchell Robinson of the Knicks. They have gone all in on this is the one thing we think is the problem. I think to have, you know, jettison Kevin Love because, well, he's too old. We're going to move on from him was mm-hmm. a bad idea because the playoffs, like after they got rid of him, they kind of looked lost and floundered and were really sort of 500 basketball. Yeah. And, and they're shooting. They're shooting took a dip. They're shooting. took and a dip. That's what I noticed. The, the media rumblings of Mitchell's not going to resign. So you have to trade him now and he's going to go to New York now, finally. And so we'll see how this goes. But this is. If this doesn't work, well, what do you have now? You thought yeah, like you fixed that, your that problem. That combination of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, like, is that something you can really hang your hat on for another year? I Listen, they're both really good players. I mean, Mobley really came along in his second he year. He did not. I don't think he stepped up. Well, his numbers statistically, it looked the same, but he had a bigger impact when he was relied on offensively. I think offensively, he was well, because obviously his numbers couldn't go up because you're bringing in Donovan Mitchell, who's taking Donovan everything. Mitchell had a what it was it a 70 point game or a 71 point 71 game? point game. Holy crap! Yeah, he's a he's still incredible, but he's so, also yeah, but, you but have here's him. the one problem. Here's the one problem about uh, Donovan Mitchell. It's the same problem as Carl Towns. There's playoff Donovan Mitchell, and he can be good. They've won playoff series with Donovan Mitchell when he was in Utah, but he has those moments where he goes in, he calls no, he calls his own number, and he takes too many shots, and it ruins their flow. That's the problem. I would disagree and thought Mobley should have stepped up more, and like you said, Allen is now sort of the weak link. And then there's Darius Garland, who's an awesome player, but yes, he struggled in the playoffs as well. Well, Garland had never... You know, expectations of a young person. The same thing for the rest of this team. A lot of it's now going to fall on that front court of Mobley and Allen because, all right, you guys are now paid to hold it down. You're supposed to do it. We fixed what we thought was the leaky crack, so Mm -hmm. we should be good now. I know he's more of a pick and pop big, but do you think Nian can help in the front court? He has to. Struess is definitely going to be a help. He can play defense, so you can put him in starting lineups without getting killed. And he's a great three-point shooter. So that's going to that's a great addition. Was he overpriced? Pop, probably you at least get him. The one I didn't like, to be honest, I think they could have just shed Karis Levert. Levert. Yeah, I don't think they needed him. That was two years, 32 million. doesn't sound like much, but like why? I felt like he was a third wheel all along. He's just the we can swap him in and out. Isaac and it looks like Ricky Rubio is taking a mental health break and not he might not even play this year. So shout out Isaac Okoro, former number four pick. You still haven't he, – he needs to do something mm-hmm. because, you know, like you said, Struce is there now. And then you got your little strag- – and then they got their little stragglers at the back end that they like, like Dean Wade. They drafted Imani Bates on a two-way. Evan's brother Isaiah's there. Those are small – you know, they they those are small people, but like – or Sam Merrill too. Like those are small potato players, but they've been in with the team or the team is high on them. 
J.B. Bickerstaff's an okay coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. He's had a lot of stops, but I think he's found his, I think he knows the identity of this team now, and they do have at least another year or two to figure it out. I don't think they have as much urgency as like, say, the Lakers or or the Timberwolves or the Warriors. Like, they still got a little bit of time, but time is running out. And like you mentioned, there's a lot sort of falling on Damian Jones. Because mm-hmm. he, throughout his career, he's always been one of those well he plays yeah, he played for know, the warriors 30 40 yeah. games he's nothing he's nothing special he's now going to have to contribute he's going to have to be an every game player which he has never been because you know yeah cuz you also George, you also got rid of Shetty Osman right yeah they kind of misused him he wasn't terrible you have there's really no Jarrett Allen backup insurance now no cuz Jarrett Allen's a unique player he's um he's a He's sort of a pogo stick center who can also block shots and he can get some lobs. So he's not like he's not he's not a DeAndre Jordan. He's not a guy where it's like he's only good at blocking shots like he's better at it. But his peak offensively is very his ceiling is very low. Like you can't really rely on him to like carry your team. Mitchell can carry your team. All right. Yes, they can. Their over and under is also very high. Forty nine and a half. But they won 51 games. They also had the best efficiency plus minus in the league. So like when they're good, they blow people out. I'll go over. Like, I think they were going to be a 51 team. I'm going to go over as well, because I think they're going to be that one team who doesn't understand load management yet. And we're going to prove everyone. We're going to win 60 games. We're going to go. They're going to go full steam ahead with Struce there. Try to shoot the ball better. Now that they got a year of Garland and Mitchell working together, playing together, they'll probably have more success when they go to the playoffs because they're going to be a playoff team. I'm pretty convinced. All right. And finally, wrapping up, we have the Heat. There are yes, a couple Eastern sports, Conference champions. There's a couple sports books who pulled their over and under. They are, due yeah, to... it's a giant question mark. And I mean, listen, there's no elephant in the room. I mean, <laughs> Damian Lillard is trying to get his way into the Miami Heat. So everything we we are probably talking about here might just be completely. We will it might go into the it might go into the ether. Yes, it might just the ether. But ether. I don't know, like the into the into the unknown, into the ether. It'll just be completely, <laughs> completely useless and whatnot. And this is the same thing every year. Everybody loves the the heat culture, but Jimmy is getting older. Tyler Hero was out, and they played better without him. In the playoffs, you you have the your Sioux Falls Sky Force who yeah. always put players on this team. They always the find is, somebody. Like let me lost. let me you know what? Stop. Let me list all the players now that are coming up. Okay, you ready for him? Here they go. Drew Smith, Jabari Bouye, Jamal Kane, Orlando Robinson, Haywood Highsmith, and Nikola Jovic. If none of them are unloaded in this trade, potential trade, which one's gonna be the new one? There's always oh, a new last year. I said it was Haywood Highsmith. Haywood. Like, I'll say Orlando just, Robinson. They played. You, did, you just picked a random game. name. And it's just like, yeah, this person, the same last year with Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. And, and, and Amy Hawkins doesn't count because Amy Hawkins is, was a first round pick. He had high marks. He's going to be a good player for them. The problem was they lost two great guys. Struess and um, Vincent. Yes. So you need players to step up who you've never heard of. And, Good Caleb luck Martin. with that. You have Kyle Lowry, who kind of played his way almost out of the lineup. He's towards, on the he, last year of his deal. This is the last year. He's on the year. last year of his legs as well, it looks like. <laughs> like you think he might retire is what you're saying. I mean, he's just – he's slowing down and – He had moments where he just like – he like I wouldn't even notice him in the regular season. Like I'm like, 
oh wait, Kyle Lowry played? You know, he averaged 11 points, four rebounds, and five assists. Then in the playoffs, he'll have this one game where he just like, he carries them and he play. He gets all the stops in the fourth quarter, and you're like, Jesus, they would have, they would have definitely lost this game without Kyle Lowry. You know, we're just gonna. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna really mention much on Miami, just based on the potential of a trade. No, they just have a lot of roadblocks. Uh, if like, say it just stays the same and Lillard's not there, like the, the roadblocks are Duncan Robinson's contract. Duncan Robinson's contract, and every year they always do the same thing and start off terrible and turn it on in March. You tried out Josh so, Richardson t- a few years ago and he didn't fit well. Why are you bringing him back? Because you lost Vincent. Mm-hmm. So you he did need- bring back Kevin Love, which was smart. That was just amazing. That you know, we'll just keep him for a veteran minimum, and that's the culture. You will it, take less to play for a good team. A well-run team who's happy. Everyone's happy, and there's no discord, if you will. But yeah. The over and under is 48 and a half. I'm just going to take the under because they, they usually are... underachieve a little bit in the regular season and then they turn it on in the playoffs. Do you remember how the San Francisco Giants always seemed really good every other year and they would get to the World Series? Yep. That's what the Heat are. The so Heat are one of those. think they're due for an off? No, not necessarily. It's just like maybe it's a bad example. I'm, maybe I can think of a team where in the NFL or in another sport where they're just lying in wait. They're always there. And the Heat are just that. Like they pounce on whatever insecurity they can find from whatever higher seed they play or whatever team with a superstar with some dysfunction or some vulnerability and they just fucking attack it with a mm-hmm. good coaching, a good strategy. And that's how they move on up and they moved all the way on up to the freaking finals you know okay i will we'll put a little we'll put a little pin in miami we can yeah. talk about them more in the end because uh if we've if you've made it to this group five and you're like we haven't heard portland yet and i think i briefly mentioned it early we have to pull them both just because well what's the point of doing it if we're gonna you would imagine if they do a trade, it has to be before kind of training camp starts and you get I, everyone I into think, it. I disagree. I think it's going to get done right. I think it's going to get done around December. I think the if, framework of the deal is going to take so long that it will literally take at least a month to actually. Agree. But you risk Tyler Hero getting injured again. You risk Jovic getting injured. You risk a piece. And that's why Tyler piece. Hero is a six man, because if that's the case, then Andy Ellisberg is just going to tell Eric Spolster, hey, can we just run rotations where Caleb Martin starts and Hero just plays here and there in spots? So you're now going to technically phone it in for the first two months. They always well, they kind of did this past. They always do, but we're gonna do so more, more so now, just Um, so we make sure our guys don't get injured. They're gonna tank even harder to try to save. There is no tanking in the in the Miami Heat organization, Adam. That's the point. They're gonna find a Haywood Highsmith and make it work. Um, So that's what that's what till Christmas is. Just it's the G League tryout. Correct, and they're gonna win games. A question about each of the two pillars on that team: Is Jimmy Butler a Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay. Will Bam Adebayo make first team and get the veteran Supermax? First team, no. Okay. If he can get there, I, I know that they're changing that rule where it's not just centers and all that stuff, but I don't know. Too many Bam other Adebayo's people. terrific player, man. Too many other crowded upper echelon of the field there, man. Yeah, it is. I, he, that would be overpriced for him probably, but God damn, he's a good player. I, I love Bam so, Adebayo. Well, then this will bring an end to this episode. 
a yeah. lot of there's no I'm not going to even do the they're heavy hitters who, man I know who we can go play a themselves longer. up at this group because I know we go longer on these teams sometimes but these are heavy hitters like these are the ones that matter you know these are teams who all believe they could be in the championship Cleveland believes they can be a championship I think mm, no they might be the one team of this I mean, group that champ but they since they believe it will put in and they are the they have enough talent to combat both Milwaukee I, and I, Boston. Um, I said the Warriors could win 50, could win up to 50 games. Um, Cleveland's a good choice too. Like, I think, I think I said Golden State's got the potential. I, I'll just say Golden State will do it. Like, Golden State will probably be one That's of those teams. You could say any team from this group, yeah. Golden State, yeah. The Philly, thing yeah, about the, they won. Well, the thing about got two it. of the East teams, Philly and Miami, like, a lot of it is privy to moves. Very privy to move. If Miami really does pull the trigger on that, I mean, it's a course. completely different team. Yeah. If then, Philly swings Harden and the expiring of Tobias Harris for something and something, yes, they can make it work. But that's so. all question marks. And all right, Ben. So I will go. Uh, that brings me into our episode question mark. Yeah. I'm does. Ron Burgundy question mark. All right. So <laughs> for Andrew Reich, I am Adam Murray. Have a good one. Take care.